Welcome back, Oscar fans. This is Jake. Thanks for tuning back into the OCC. We had a new movie this weekend. Haven't been able to say that as often as I would like to be. The movie is Scoob. It is an animated Scooby-Doo movie. I have not seen it. It is on demand for $25. Two five. And that is why I haven't seen it. I like Scooby-Doo. I, I enjoy the adventures with him and Shaggy and I wasn't going to pay quite $25 uh, to watch it, but I am going to use it as an opportunity to take a look at what is becoming, what is shaping up to be a top-heavy best animated feature race in 2021. There's been, you know, we're five months into the year. There are a handful of animated movies that are out. So Scoob comes out today. Uh, there's a couple other movies that I have not seen uh, in this category that are officially out. Um, anime releases. One is called Ride Your Wave from G-Kids. G-Kids has some history with the Oscars. They had a movie called My Life as a Zucchini a few years ago, which is one of the only Oscar movies uh, in a while that I haven't seen before the ceremony because it had like no distribution anywhere. But now I think it's on Netflix. So that movie came out February 19th, an anime romantic fantasy about the connection between music, the ocean, and immortality. It's from the director of a movie called The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, um, which came out a couple years ago, maybe even last year. There's another movie from Funimation called My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. They came out on February 26th. That's a sequel uh, to a My Hero Academia movie. I haven't seen either of those movies. I'm not really an anime fan and you know who knows especially in a lighter year but anime doesn't have a great history at the oscars a few years ago a movie named mirai was nominated for best animated feature uh did not win probably the most famous anime film uh in oscar history was way back in 2001 spirited away on an annual basis so there's usually a couple anime movies that get in the mix and then don't end up winning anything Last year, Weathering With You was a Japanese movie that was actually expected not only to get a Best Animated Feature nomination, but it was also the international submission for Japan for the Best International Feature Award. It didn't get a nomination in either category. So we'll see what happens with those. Um, but I haven't seen those two movies, and I, and I haven't seen Scoob. I think I've seen everything else that has come out um, year-to-date in the animated category. So... I'm going to talk a little bit about the movies that we've seen so far and then look forward to the movies that are still coming out and kind of, I think, the clear favorite as far as the animated feature Oscar, at least is how it's how it's shaping up so far. So the first movie that came out this year, it actually came out last year in theaters in Britain and then was released in the United States via Netflix. And that is a sequel to the Shaun of the Sheep movie called Shaun of the Sheep Farmageddon. For anybody who's not familiar with the Shaun of the Sheep character, it's kind of like Wallace and Gromit style animation. There's no dialogue. Everything is like sounds and grunts. I really like it. I actually really like this movie. I thought it was fun. The basic premise is that Shaun, the hero sheep who lives on a farm with other sheep, and in the first movie they kind of escaped to a city 
and there was a whole adventure around that. This time it's like slightly further out there. There's an alien that comes to Earth, becomes entangled with Sean, and it's kind of a story of trying to evade kind of an X-File style government agency that's tracking down this alien and also a, a local farmer who is trying to build a, kind of a theme park and, and profit off of the presence of this alien. It's for kids. I mean, it's, I mean, it could not be more for kids. And in some ways it's like a quintessential straight to DVD sequel. Like if you think about like a Lion King 2 or something, now obviously straight to DVD just means straight to streamer. So this is not, I mean, this like had a big theater release in the UK, but this is a movie that you probably would not watch in a theater. At home though, I I found it pretty entertaining in kind of the same way that like a kid's Saturday morning cartoon can be entertaining. Um, It has some really funny sight gags. There's, I mean, I don't want to really ruin too many of them, but uh, the government agency does at one point kind of capture the UFO and they have this big tracker that says like UFOs captured ever and they turn it to from zero to one. It has some kind of funny stuff like that and, and then a bunch of subtle references to famous alien related movies. The like password to get into one of the agency's headquarters is the chord progression from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, there's some X-Files jokes in there. But pretty entertaining. This is on Netflix. Easy to watch. I I would not really anticipate it being a factor when it comes to the actual Oscars, but it it should be eligible with the the changes that have been made to streaming eligibility. So that was the first thing that came out. The first really big major contender in this category that came out this year was Onward. And I did an episode on it at the time with TJ Wolsis from the Pixar Post, kind of talking about Pixar and the future of Pixar under Pete Docter. We're going to talk quite a bit more about Pixar in a little bit. But this movie did actually get released in theaters, one of the last movies um, prior to COVID-19 to, to do that. And then it got an early release. It fell off like I think it was the largest drop after an opening weekend to the second weekend in Pixar history. And that was obviously because of the pandemic and theaters closing and people staying home. But Disney Plus put that out uh, earlier than they had originally planned so that people could watch it at home. That's where we watched it. I thought this was a really nice movie. I really liked it a lot. I thought it it has the heart of kind of the better Pixar movies. I was listening to a movie podcast that I listen to um, often talking about how Pixar movies are kind of the new tearjerker movies and really the only remaining tearjerker movies like the the terms of endearments or stepmom like movies that you just don't get a stepmom in a movie theater anymore you'd see that on like lifetime tv except for pixar movies and that's where people kind of adults at least go for like emotional catharsis and to kind of have that profound or moving experience in a movie and i think onward is is really effective at that it's entertaining. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, um, really likable banter. It's an it's an adventure movie. So the premise of it is in this kind of magic elf universe, and these two brothers on on the sixteenth birthday of one of them get a gift from their father who's who's deceased to that can bring him back to life for twenty four hours. And they kind of start. They use the spell and they get about half of them back, 
and then something goes wrong with the spell and they just have his bottom half of his body and they're desperately trying to be able to kind of finish bringing him back so that they can spend uh, a little bit of time with their father who's passed away so it's it's kind of a premise that is pretty emotional from from the outset and it's actually based on the director dan scanlon's experience losing his own father so it's got a lot of heart but it's also like a road trip adventure movie i actually i I it was a lot better than i expected it to be um you obviously expect good stuff from pixar but some of the reviews that i read at the time kind of criticized it for being a little bit more product kind of pixar paint by numbers that really wasn't my experience at all i found it to be authentic really creative and interesting and fun the climax of it really does um pack that emotional punch and so i recommend onward for sure and i also think given the way that this year's shaking out i would not be surprised at all to see this get one of the the five nominations for animated feature i'm going to talk about this at the end but a number of the movies that were expected to be really heavy contenders in 2020 have been pushed out of 2020 entirely to next year and so we're looking at a pretty thin class, as you'll see as we go through these. In that type of environment, I think Onward is a really formidable contender, a very good movie. It's on Disney+, Plus, um, and it's also available to rent through Comcast or other on-demand services. Um, and so that was, that was Onward. So that came out in March. That was a big release that was notable as really one of the last theater releases before COVID-19. The next animated feature release that that followed up from that was notable for being one of the first or really the first straight to video on demand film that had been scheduled for a theater release and that is trolls world tour i actually also did an episode on trolls world tour um really starving for for content here during during the pandemic but um i focused kind of on justin timberlake and ellie mcgod joined me and we went through mostly his music. But Trolls World Tour as a movie is better than Trolls 1, I'll say, at least in from my perspective. It's not great. It's, it's not for adults, really. I, I can definitely understand having children and, you know, buying Trolls for $20 and then putting it on, you know, for your kids to watch 15 times. It's just basically a, a sing-along. The premise of this trolls is that there are kind of different troll world or different troll colonies that are all defined by different types of music so like the main trolls are pop trolls but then there are like country trolls and techno trolls and funk trolls and then there's the rock and roll trolls who are the bad guys who are trying to take over all the other trolls and and make them be one nation under rock so it's like this weird like message about colonialism and cultural appropriation but there's like nothing serious about the movie at all it's very it's 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 pretty conventional as far as structure like it's not it, it's easy to digest it's not i actually found the first trolls to be like very stupid and boring and like i didn't really find this to be stupid and boring i didn't it's it's not like highly interesting but it's fine it's got some catchy music. The plot's like fairly propulsive. I don't think even in a pretty thin year, this doesn't seem to be to be like a movie that's going to be nominated for best animated feature. If anything, you might see this show up in 
best original song, which is what how we talked about it when we did the Justin Timberlake episode. There's a there's a song called The Other Side, which is a pretty big radio hit right now. And, you know, Justin Timberlake's a big name, so that certainly could be nominated for original song. Now, the factors that I talked about um, when we did that episode against this movie um, that also apply to its chances in Best Animated Feature... The move from Universal to release this early and skip theater releases entirely really pissed off the Theaters Association. AMC came out and said that they were not putting any Universal movies out moving forward. Are they going to stick to that? That would mean that they're not going to internationally distribute No Time to Die. Somehow I think that they're going to find a way to resolve this conflict before then. But, you know, the Academy has been very careful in all their statements, even with their kind of rule change this year, allowing some streaming movies to be eligible. They've been very careful to reiterate their support for the theater model. And so I think that the move from Universal to put this movie out direct to to VOD in a way that kind of alienated the theater associations is not going to help its chances uh, in being considered for any of the categories. Um, but certainly that will be eligible in the Best Animated Feature category. And then the last movie that has come out so far um, is a movie that was on Netflix in late April called The Willoughbys. It's based on a Lois Lowry book. It's really bad. For me, this was bad. It's exceptionally weird. I don't understand who it's for. It's pretty disturbing and upsetting like if you're trying to position that this is for children the story is about kids whose parents are extremely neglectful they don't feed them they lock them in a basement like it's hard-edged for it for a kid's movie the premise of the story is that the parents leave because they want to abandon these kids and the kids are trying to become orphans and but then they get a nanny who's kind of nice to them but there's some questions about her i i do not recommend this at all it's really bizarre it's not funny i don't think at all it's a unique style um like and it appealed to me for the first like five to ten minutes because the visual style is unique so i i always appreciate when something is different and unique but really it's ultimately it's like a 90 minute fun dip addled spaz like it's it's very bright and loud and fast and frenetic it, it is it's not very good i i this is a hard anti-recommendation for the willoughbys but if you want to see it it's on netflix it's short at least that's probably the best thing i can say about it even though it didn't feel that way that will be eligible and i'm not rooting for it and apologies to anybody who worked on the willoughbys uh because i'm sure a lot of people worked hard on it. Um, just was not for me. So those that's what's come out so far. When you look at that field, you know, again, almost halfway through the year, not great. Uh, to me, really, the only movie that you can consider from that group is Onward. And I think that when you start thinking about it like that, Onward is probably fairly likely to get a nomination. Um, I, you know, I like Shaun of the Sheep. I thought it was kind of funny. I think that's probably a stretch, and I don't think the other ones are really contenders at all. So what's coming down the pipe? Well, the big one, kind of the the heavy favorite, I would say, heavy, heavy favorite to be nominated and, and frankly, probably to win is the other Pixar movie this year, which is called Soul. 
This is from Pete Doctor, who now runs Pixar. He also made Up, he made Inside Out, some of the most celebrated of Pixar's movies. So the premise, it's a, it's a middle school teacher whose soul is accidentally separated from his body, and he's brought to a center where souls develop and gain passions uh, before being sent to newborn children. It's got Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Questlove, Angela Bassett. Um, I was reading a film reporter who I follow pretty closely, and he said that the current buzz on this in the industry is that this is going to be a big Pixar push, not just for best animated feature, but for best picture. So they're really banking a lot on this. They feel really strongly about um, how good it is and how it's going to perform. No matter where you sit right now, Soul has to be the favorite for best animated feature, um, just based on expectations and projection. Obviously, you know, hasn't come out, but that's really, I think, the big contender. Now, that was originally supposed to get a summer release in June. That was pushed back um, already by Pixar, um, and now that's going to release in November 20th. So that probably helps it also, putting it out during the throes of Oscar season. Another movie that is pretty highly anticipated um, is a movie called Connected from Sony Pictures Animation. Now, Sony Pictures Animation obviously won two years ago. Pixar won last year with Toy Story 4. Um, Sony Pictures Animation won two years ago with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, which is a favorite, I think, of a lot of a lot of people in terms of anime movies the last decade or so. And Connected is um, from Chris Miller and, and Phil Lord, and it follows a suburban family facing a global takeover from hostile computers. Stars Maya Rudolph, Danny McBride, Olivia Coleman, Eric Andre. This movie is pretty highly anticipated too. It's coming out October 23rd. Again, it, you know, we're talking about movies that nobody's seen yet, so who knows, but if I was betting today, I would think this is a likely slot too in in the animated feature category. Some of the other uh movies coming out this year still, you have Over the Moon, which is from Glenn Keane. He's a he's a longtime Disney animator. Um this is actually from uh, Sony Pictures, and it's also going to be on Netflix. Um, it's about a young girl who builds a rocket ship and travels to the moon to meet a legendary moon goddess. There's a movie called Wolf Walkers, um, which is going to be from Tom Moore and Ross Stewart. It's 2D animation um, about a hunter who comes to Ireland to help her father get rid of all the wolves. And then discovers a, a magical world of wolf walkers. That's going to be on Apple TV um, sometime uh, toward the end of the year. A couple other um, IP type of movies. You have The Croods 2. So that was The Croods came was from DreamWorks, kind of a prehistoric uh, animated thing, and that's coming out uh, very late December. The sequel there. Tom and Jerry, which. Love Tom and Jerry cartoons growing up. Um, love the Tom and Jerry kids and that theme song um, in the 90s too. And they're making a, a movie of that. It's going to be a live action CG animated hybrid. Kind of in the Roger Rabbit frame. Ken Jeong, Michael Pena, Colin Jost. Um, so that comes out in December. Um, and then a couple of unslated movies. Oh, well, you also I skipped Spongebob. 
Um, so there's a SpongeBob movie in August. Not expecting to see that in best animated feature, but who knows? I could be jumping the gun. I mean, it's got some some talent in it. Aquafina's in there. Keanu Reeves, Snoop Dogg. So so we'll see. But that's kind of a late August release. It doesn't feel like they're necessarily going for an Oscar as much as box office. Lupin the Third. The first is a CG manga movie that G Kids has some distribution involvement in. I don't know too much about that. Morona's Fantastic Tale about a mixed breed dog. The animation style on that looks a little bit. I mean, it looks very interesting. So we'll see. I think that might be a smaller release. And then Wish Dragon is a modern-day fairy tale um, about the moral challenges that emerge from an encounter between a young boy and a dragon who can make his wishes come true. Jackie Chan is producing and uh, voicing a character in that, which is kind of cool. Constance Wu, John Cho. um, And that's from Sony Pictures Animation. That actually has a pretty big cast, and and so that could be um, a contender. So that's it. I mean, that those are the animated releases that are slated right now. So if you go up and down that list, I mean, you have probably, I would say, Onward, Soul, Connected, maybe Wish Dragon, and then maybe Wolf Walkers or Over the Moon. I mean, that's it. You're not picking from a big slate of movies. Now, talking about stuff that's been pushed out, Raya and the Last Dragon was a big release. That was a Disney Animation Studios release. That was slated for November 25th, so heart of Oscar season. Um, that's now been pushed to March 12th, 2021. So that that takes out a big contender. Um, and then there were smaller movies that have been moved as well. Hayao Miyazaki, the director of Spirited Away, um, which I talked about earlier, there was a chance, there was a movie he was working on um, that had a chance to come out this year that doesn't look like it's going to come out this year kind of irrespective of COVID-19 it just seems like it's being very slow to come together and be made Um, so that's another big Oscar contender that's not in the mix so you're looking at a pretty light category this year um, that again it seems like Pixar Soul is a runaway favorite for now but you know more to come and again we still don't know what's going to happen with a lot of you know, with anything, with how movies are going to unfold the rest of the year, and there may be more changes, there may be some new things that pop up, you know, that we don't know about yet, so, you know, thanks to Animation Magazine and IndieWire, um, who have been tracking some of this stuff, and the changes and releases, and, and what is still coming out, um, that's allowed me to keep an eye on this race, but that's it for today, enjoy Scoob if you feel like shelling out $25, I'll see it in six months or eight months when it's three ninety nine or whatever, other than that, that's uh, that's all I have this week. Um, stay safe, stay inside, and I will talk to you guys next week.